Smashing 50, the health, fitness, and personal development podcast for middle-aged men. Hi, this is Mike here from Smashing 50 with another men's health podcast, and I'm back after a short summer break. And what a way to come back with this exceptional podcast from a guy called Fred Zalikar. Now, uh, I actually recorded this um, this podcast with, with Fred a while ago. I, we had a Skype conversation that lasted uh, probably about an hour. Uh, this has been edited for a, po- a shorter podcast. Uh, and I met Fred through Twitter. And what I discovered was quite an exceptional individual who appears quite ordinary. Um, he's probably about 60 years old now. Uh, but what you're about to find out is that throughout his 50s, throughout his 40s even, this guy was absolutely smashing it out of the park. I am an early riser. I wake up at 3.30 almost every day. I believe everything is mental attitude, attitude. And you do gotta push yourself, but you gotta be realistic too, because you can push yourself and then destroy yourself. Well, it depends on what your goals are. Sure. If you have goals similar to me, I'm not only place. The only time I'm going to see you is at the start line. Let me just give you a quick rundown of some of his achievements. He was the first marathon runner to have won his age group in all six of the Abbott Marathon majors. He's an ultra runner. He's a mountain climber and has climbed about 145 of the world's tallest mountains. So that's probably I don't know 150 now. Uh, he's an avid traveller. He's visited 136 countries, which is probably a few more now as well. And his thirst for life is immense and just simply intoxicating. Um, so in this podcast, you're going to learn what it takes to be um, an absolute champion marathon runner, to be uh, determined to have that absolute drive. Uh, you're going to learn... Fred's daily routine, you're going to learn Fred's thoughts on aging, his focus, how he makes time to get all of this stuff done, and so much more, as it really is um, a life lesson for for everyone, I think, his sheer passion uh, and determination to live a life that's full of energy and excitement and uh, real adventure. So I hope you enjoy this podcast with uh, Fred Zalikar. Tell us, Fred, a little bit about your morning routine and how you manage to get everything that you do in a day done. I am an early riser. I wake up at 3.30 almost every day. I go to bed between 7.30 and 8 when I'm at home. Obviously, when I'm traveling and, you know, I, I take on the lifestyle where I'm at. But my, when I'm at home and training and working, that's how it gets done. Is I get up at 3.30 and I've already worked, and it's Saturday, so I have... A lot more free time. I've already worked out two and a half hours, and I'll, I'll get out a little later today and do something else. So obviously, we, we know that you're an early riser, and you get up at three thirty in the morning. And so, what's the first thing that you do in the morning when you wake up? Do you have a, a routine for for every day, or is it different every day? Well, the the basic premise is routine. Like I get up and I work out. Right. I come home. I come home. I clean up. I eat breakfast, and I'm normally at my desk by six thirty. And you know, I work, and then I then I normally take a hour and a half, hour and forty five minute break at lunch, and I get another run in, or I, I meet buddies on Tuesday. I meet buddies at the track to work out. But that's sort of my routine. You have like two sessions a day. I I normally do two sessions a day, and I take Fridays are sort of my rest day. I only do one session, so I I work out 
or I, I normally for the last 10 years, I've been running 13 times a week. That's incredible. And what kind of distance? So, so when you say you get up in the morning and, and do a, a workout, what, what kind of workout are you looking at at first thing in the morning? Are you going to the gym or are you just running? Yeah, no, I, my, my, my morning workout, since it's before four in the morning, I'm inside. I mean, right. I, I have a club that, you know, where, where I work, um, we have 24 treadmills. Mm-hmm. And so, so I normally run there. Like, like I'm in a different type of phase now. Because when I finished 2018, I've, I, I've been running, I've been averaging 105 miles a week for the last 10 years. Wow. And, and, I, and I sort of accomplished my goal when I started this marathon thing. Because see, I, I, I really wasn't a road racer when I was younger. I ran some, some, some races and up to marathons. But mm. I, I, my passion is really being in the mountains. And right. I was always, from a young age, if you, if you I looked at the website, from oh. when I was 26 to 36, I ran the 100-mile circuit. You were doing the old yeah, so, and climbing and things. Oh, yeah. yeah, so, you know, Western states is popular in the states. And there really were only, back in 86, there was only 400-mile races, and they're all in the states. And yeah. I, 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 was running, I was running those and running 50 miles, in, but all in the mountains, up and down and that sort of was my thing. And then, you know, on occasion I'd pop out and run some road races, whether they were a 5K or, or whatnot. But uh, that, that was really my passion. And, and I didn't really like running on the roads. Yeah. And I was, I was a lot bigger guy. I mean, I, my average weight was probably between 175 and 180. Mm-hmm. So, I, I was, so I was a lot bigger then. And, um, but, you know, one thing led to another. My wife really wanted to start running these road majors. And and so she she sort of sucked me in, to nice. uh, to to going and trying one. The first one she went was I think it was 2009, and she wanted to go run Boston, and I, I said you go with your girlfriend. I don't want to. And so so she she, she went and then uh, then she came back and she was sort of wanting to do at the time there's six majors now, but at the time there was five, and she wanted to do one and she knew. I, I think she knew only way to entice me is say, well, let's, how about Berlin? Because, you know, I've been to Germany probably more than more than a half dozen times, but I'm normally in, in the Alps in, in, in Bavaria. I'm not, I've never been to Berlin. And so she talked me into it. I, I said, okay, let's, let, let's, let's go try it. But at the same time, I decided I was going to work really hard. And I started working about 10 months out. And this was, this was in um, uh, two, 2010. So what did you start to do to uh, to get so good so you could compete? I, you know, I just look at what the experts do. Basically, you look at who, who, the guys winning the races and doing well, the Kenyans and, and the Ethiopians. Well, what are they doing? Well, they're running two to three times a day. They yeah. weigh 30 pounds less than I do. So I decided I needed to lose weight. I needed to start running more. And yeah. I, I, started, I started training and, and basically focused and had a plan and I'm strong, so I was able to handle it. So I turned 50 in May, and then I went and ran my first world majors in Berlin in, in uh, I think it was the end of September in 2010, and I won the men's 50s. And it was like, I think I ran like a 237 flat. And it just, and since that time, I've been, the 10 years have just gone by, and I've been continuing racing, and I, you know, I've had sp- uh, shoe sponsors, I've had all kinds of things. 
That's remarkable. And uh, what kind of things are you focused on on for this year? So I decided that this year, I'm not going to add my miles up. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm running, I'm probably running between four, 45, 50 miles a week, which is nothing. And, and I'm, I'm actually, I've doubled up on my weights and I've, I tweaked my diet a little bit and I'm trying mm. to build some strength because I'm thinking when I turn 60, instead of trying to go for American record at the marathon, I think I want to go for the mile or the 5K. It, and it's feasible because last June I ran, I ran a road mile and I ran 502. Wow. And, and the, the American record for a 60-year-old is 503 year and a quarter. But I didn't really specifically train for it. I was, I was running, you know, I was running 100 miles a week. And I just, you know, I, I tapered a little bit for the race a few days out. And then I, you know, I popped in. So I'm thinking I get a little stronger, run a little less, and I need the break. And so that's sort of running-wise, that's what I'm focusing on. That is quite incredible fred and then it makes me feel a little bit intimidated given that i'm such an average kind of runner and uh, my running's really bad um it's not not bad it's not bad if it gives you joy if you're enjoying it i mean it's it's positive it's making a positive impact on your life and then you know and well i'm a little older now I, i i sure when i was younger i wanted to win everything but but i'm old now i'm just so happy that i'm able to get out there and compete yeah. I mean, and I have these goals and it gives me something to work towards. And it's just, it's just, and it's just fun. And, but I mean, I still want to win and I try to do my best, but it's not important. You just say, get out there and enjoy it and do your best, yeah. you know, and you're, you're going to get positive benefit and you're going to feel better. And, you know, it, it, it's really good stuff. We've kind of stepped out of the, of the question. So I, I kind of, I do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'll, I'll go through these questions a little bit more. So, okay. have you got a race routine that's different to your normal routine? And so, when you've got a race coming up, like a, a big race, it, w- w- would you get up earlier, or would you do more miles? Or no, no, you never do more miles for a race. You do less. Do less miles for give, a race. Give you, an, give you an idea. Like, like for a marathon, normally six weeks out. I mean, my miles are crazy, and you got to tape. And I and when I work with people, I taper them down percentage wise, but. I'll probably run about 106 miles weeks out. I run 150 miles. I try to get up to maybe 160, 165, and then maybe four weeks out, 180. And then from there, I'll drop down to like 140, yeah. um, three weeks out. And then, then I'll probably run like 110, two weeks out. And then I'll probably run 50 and take maybe three days off before the race. Right. Okay. For a marathon, for a marathon, do a three-week taper. Shorter races, I would do shorter tapers, uh-huh. and I and I also change the intensity of my workouts too. Most 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 racers do that. And so, has it always been your aim to achieve all everything that you've achieved, or or have you just kind of accidentally become the champion? Nothing's accident with me. No, no, no. I I mean, I, I worked hard. I mean, that's that's actually my secret: my ability to focus and work hard. Uh-huh. And it's not really a secret, but that's that's my strength. Yeah, yeah, but but it's absolutely true, though, isn't it? You know, the the people who who are the most successful people, which is why I, I want to speak to people like you and see what are these guys doing that everyone else isn't. You know, is it accidental or are you really aiming for it? And you you know, like you just said, you're really aiming for it. You're working really hard. Hard work. Uh huh. And so how do you feel now about, you're approaching 60 now, how do you feel about growing old? Do, do, do you think that, because there's like a myth that 
when you grow old, you have to be kind of weaker. You have to have pain and all of this kind of thing. I mean, did, did you agree with all of that? Or do you think you can, you can stay strong as you grow old? Well, first of all, I love growing old because I yeah. know it's better than the alternative. <laughs> right, sure. But, you know, I'm in races and I got 18-year-olds behind me. I mean, I don't, and, and, and climbing, and, but, but it, it, it's in the head. I mean, I plan, but I'm also smarter. I mean, I'm not 18. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 30. So, but my mileage is mind boggling for most people, people, but I still am doing things differently. And my, and I'm recovering differently. I'm taking a little bit more time. I'm actually doing like a little more stretching exercises, a little more balance exercises and, and those type of things. But, you know, and to me, I don't, I don't feel much any different, but you talk to a lot of guys, I feel 18 between my ears, but, and they say, well, I go, but I really do don't, only thing I noticed is my eyes. You know, I got to wear readers and things like that. But other than that, I, I don't. I don't feel. I'm not. No pain. No. No stiffness. So, I think it's possible. And then you look at people that are even older than me. You know, I go up to some of these guys and I. I, I, I get some, you know, I have a great time with them. But I get in their face and I go, you know what? It's because of guys like you, I can't quit. And <laughs> it will be, you know, we get along really well then. But you know, it's just. But it's true. You know, I, I, I just watched a YouTube video last week. Uh, an 83-year-old guy who who's running um, Ironmans is like, and then they interviewed him, and he said, it. he said, I, my target is about 120 years old. I think I'll, I'll live to 120, and I'll keep going as long as I can. And he he was completing these Ironmans 83, and he's like, I, I think he said he'd done 12 in a row. Well, I agree with that. I'm going to keep going for as long as I can too. But I got no, I got. I got no goal to how long I live. It's about how I live right now and the quality. Right. And I, I mean, and I do risky things. I mean, I'm hanging on mountains and I mean, when I'm climbing and that's where my passion really is, is being in the yeah. mountains. And uh, so, but I mean, I take less risk than I did when I was younger. I, I do, I do things, you know, a little differently. And, and I go, ah, I'm going to use a rope. <laughs> where sometimes maybe when I was younger, maybe I would have, not used the rope, but uh, you know, you know, I, I do want to come back. I do, but I do want to face the adventure and challenge. And you do realize when you put yourself in that position, you take on, you got to accept the risk. Have you, have you got family? Have you got kids? Yeah. I got a wife in the other room. Uh, and I got, I have a son that's, uh, 24 now. He'll be 24 in April. He'll be 23 in April. See, my wife just told me <laughs> he'll be 23 in April. He, 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 but I do know where he, but, 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 but I do know where he is. He he is, he's, he's in Princeton. He's actually, um, he's working on his second year of his PhD at Princeton in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, But he grew up climbing. I mean, he, 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 when he was eight, he was climbing in the Eastern Sierras and, you know, and all the way up. And matter of fact, he comes, so that's something we do as a, father and son who's we climb in the, the Sierras um, every season and, and you know the kid owes me about 75 countries I've taken him to 75 countries at least so how do you make time for all of this Fred I mean you've got a family you work um, actually I did read on your website that you plan vacations holidays around climbing trips and things like that is that true yeah we do that quite a bit like like in three weeks, we're leaving uh, for about two and a half weeks. We're going to go to Taiwan and South Korea. 
which, which are two new countries for me. Um, we're not going to have time in Taiwan to get the high point because there's all kinds of red tape. I'll deal with it later. But we're, but we're, we're going to go and then we'll, we'll, we'll hike up the high point of South Korea. And, you know, we'll, and then we'll just cover the country. So we're looking that that's our that's our next adventure coming up. Just a brief interlude to let you know that this was actually recorded in 2019 before the coronavirus pandemic. Um, so you actually covered a lot of these questions that I've. Uh, so I was going to ask you, do you have any other hobbies aside from running and climbing and traveling and adventuring or? No, 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 no. You asked how I fit it in. I mean, you, you got to got to focus. I mean, obviously, I've done a lot of things in my life. But my passion is really my family, traveling, yeah. um, climbing, and being in the mountains is really number one. I happen to, I, I look at myself as a traveler and, and a mountain climber who yeah. runs. I mean, r- truly. But I just happen, and I, I feel it, it just sort of happened. And it just, and I feel, I, I love the challenge. I mean, anything, you put me in a situation that's challenging, I like to work hard and see what I can do. And I, since I did well, I'm also a runner. <laughs> but I've been running my whole life. I love to run. It's something I feel. But I, again, it was mostly on trails and in mountains is where I, well, I was running. I mean, I, li- I live in the mountains now. Do you have a specific diet that you have or anything? Are you, are you vegan? Are you vegetarian? Are you, do you do keto? Are you, do you just eat whatever? Do you drink alcohol? Do you, what, what, what's your kind of? Oh, yeah, I love gin. <laughs> love gin. Yeah. Um, I, uh, and just gin. I can't have all that sugar crap put into it. Um, but um, no, yeah, no, I, I travel around the world. You travel. I'll eat anything. I'll sure. sit at any with anybody and eat whatever's being served. And mm-hmm. some places in the world, it can be disgusting. But, you know, you just choke it down. You, the experience is well worth it. And you do. So mm-hmm. I'm not one of these people. I can't eat that. I can't eat that. I'm, when I'm out, I'll eat whatever. And, you know, if it's if I don't have to, if it's not what I normally eat, and I don't have to, I probably won't. But when you're outside America, the food is really good. It's not heavily processed. It's not doesn't have tons of white sugar in it. So, you know, when you're outside the country, you know, I'll, I'll eat anything. That's why I'm excited, like, to eat the food in South Korea. And I mean, I can't wait. And um, but when I'm home, I am very strict and regimented. Uh, I do like meat, um, but I. I I just started something new this year, but to add to it, but I watch what I eat. I, I, tr- I try to get enough protein. I try not to eat too many carbs, um, a lot of vegetables, and I try not to eat foods that are processed. And I also try real hard. And this just starting this, I'm eating nothing that has white sugar. If it has white sugar in it, I'm not eating it. Sure. And, and, uh, cause I'm running less. I mean, I figured, you know, I don't, I figured I had, I had to make some changes because I'm going to be running less for the next few months. Until I, you know, get focused on what I want to do. And so, what do you think has been your biggest challenge up to now? Then, well, has, has it been climbing, or has it been running, or has it been anything? Well, I, I don't. Biggest. I live for challenge. I mean, I, I, I like to look it right in the eye and go for it. So, I mean, I, I, that, that's I thrive on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's, I mean, whether it's at work, whether it's climbing, whether it's running. You know, those are things that make life interesting. Just going back to running, what do you think about mental attitude and staying mentally tough while you're running? I believe everything is mental attitude, attitude. 
and you do got to push yourself, but you got to be realistic too, because you can push yourself and then destroy yourself. Um, but you, you got to sort of know the difference between fatigued and actual injury and pain. Right. And if you're fatigued, then, you know, kick yourself in the butt. And, but, but there's some days you go out it, and you sort of know your body and you have like a hard workout and you're not feeling it. You know, you do got to taper, but then, then I feel, well, I got to make it up tomorrow. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't let it go, but you just sort of make it up in whatever silly way, you know, whatever game you play. But yeah, you got to believe if you don't believe, yeah, it's not going to happen. And, uh -huh. But then you, you got to have realistic goals too. And, and just as long as you're shaving some time off and you're heading the right way, and you can't run hard every time you run. Uh -huh. Like I said, I, I average 13 runs a week. Um, two of those are real speed workouts. Two of them are taper. One is a long run. And then the rest is just sort of cruising and, and, and loving, enjoying it. Mm -hmm. can, can I just ask, what's taper? Taper means, um, like, like when I was talking about my marathoning and how, the mileage I did, um, going into a marathon, going into the marathon, um, three weeks out, I cut my miles Gosh. back and my, my, yeah. my, my and, and my intensity back and get ready for the race. If I'm doing a 5k, I'll normally do about a, a 10 day taper, start cutting right. miles back and I won't run hard for the 10 days before the race and, and just loosen up, May, maybe do some quick sprints, maybe 50 meters to hundred, just, just to get the legs moving fast, but not fatigue yourself. Um, but that's that's taper. So I, I wrote a question on here as well about do do you think you're superhuman, <laughs> or do you think anyone could achieve what what you've done? I mean, because what you've achieved it is fairly superhuman, to to be honest. I I, I think. I mean, I I've been fairly active. I've travelled a lot, and but I I don't think I could win all of these marathons, and I don't think I could do all of those amazing you know, feats, and, and do, do you think it, it takes a special kind of person, or do you think anyone could, if, if you focus enough, do you think anyone could, could achieve those things? My attitude's always been, anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. um, I am Fred. I am, you know, but I work incredibly hard. I mean, it, like, like you asked earlier, aim or just happen, nothing just happens. I worked incredibly hard. I have a, I have a, I have a, a big base, so that's what sort of catapulted me into this where I'm at running. Because when I was, and a lot of these guys don't know, who, you know, they know who I am now for the last ten years. But before I came up, they, well, where'd this guy come from, you know? And because I, I didn't grow up running those type of races when I was younger. I was, I, I, I was, I was an ultra guy. I was out in the mountains and. And uh, so I, I, I thoroughly believe that, you know, you can do it, but I have a lifetime of it, you know, but I do believe anyone can improve. And, you know, it just depends how what you're willing to do. I mean, I told you I, I was willing to change my diet. I was willing to go down to my fourth grade weight. I was will, and I'm really happy I did. I mean, all the benefit getting here was tough. And and then the, the the workload that my body was able to hold and still able to do, yeah, I'm I'm fortunate. But I like to think I do things somewhat smart. Some people might disagree, but 
Yeah, you know, I, but I, yeah, no, I'm not superhuman. I, I, you know, it's just, you know, I, my goals, I guess, are big, and that, that's, and I work hard towards them. Are you, are you spiritual at all, or, or do you meditate, or do you do yoga, or do, is there anything else that, that, well, that you if do? I, if I do yoga, it's strictly for sports reasons. Um, I, I just believe in the natural, you know, nature and the harmony of that. If, if I meditate, it's when I'm running, I meditate. Uh, it, it's when I'm in the mountains climbing and, you know, the beautiful day and t- so, just soaking in everything there is to soak in. Um, you know, I, I, I just believe in being doing the right thing, you know. Oh. And which brings me to my next question, really, is it, do you prefer to run alone or do you, do you run, like to run with others or do you run with music or just with your thoughts? Or I never run with music. Well, I never run with music when I'm outside. Mm-hmm. When I'm when I'm in, inside, I'm, uh, there, 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 there's a setup where I can put headphones on. So when I'm on a, inside running on a treadmill, I listen to music. But I've mm-hmm. never listened to music outside. Um, I... I I like running with people, but the attitude is, and I, but most of my runs are by myself. But you know, of the thirteen runs, I would say twenty-five percent of them I'm running with friends and people. Um, and but I like running with people, but I can't use that as a crutch. Some people say, well, you know, oh, well, you know, Joe can't go run, so I'm, I guess I'm going to blow it off. I mean, you got to, I got my schedule. This is what I'm doing. It fits in. And sometimes I'm a little more rigid than some of my friends, but I said, this is when I can run and this is when I'm running. And if someone wants to run with me, great. Well, see, I, when I run by myself, I just sort of relax and I go to a place I call deep inside and you just sort of cruise. When I run with people, I tend to run faster and right. because it, it gets, there's more, it's a more competitive nature. See, I'm not mm-hmm. one of those, we, we don't like run together. I mean, when, I, when we're running, there's somebody who finishes first, second, third. <laughs> we have our run, and we sort of go at it. Right, okay. And most of my friends are, you know, 10, 20 years younger than me. <laughs> so, so, so you're competing when you go out there? Oh, well, just, just not, not, not really, but we're pushing one another. You know what I mean? Because mostly the people that I run with are somewhat competitive. So when yeah. you get out there, I mean, it's all good fun. I mean, a lot of times we'll run together the whole time and maybe talk a little bit, but not much because, you know, we're running six minute pace or so. And um, but uh, yeah, but we have a good time. But I some reason I always. I'm more focused on on running well when I when I'm with because I normally than I do the one by myself I'm by myself. And it's not not a, a, fa- a fast workout. I just mm-hmm. sort of cruise a little more relaxed. And so what's been your most satisfying win, if you like? I mean, you, you've won a lot of things or, or your most satisfying um, achievement. What do you well, think has been? For, for me, I learn a lot more from things when I lose. Like sure. when I well, don't summit a mountain, well, I'm coming back and I'm going to sure. get that. There's only two mountains I've been on that I haven't made the top and some have taken two or three tries. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I'm always excited about the next challenge. I'm not so much, you know, what's I mean, it, sure. It's important to me, I, but I, I achieved the goal, but it's, it's for, for me, it's more the process mm-hmm. of, of, ha- of having a goal and working towards it. Um, you know, even if I don't make it, 
at least, mm -hmm. least it's out there and I'm working towards it and I believe I'm getting better. And so did, did you kind of have an idea of what your next goal might be? Because I, I know I've been reading a lot about goal setting and, and one of the dangers of, of goal setting, which happened to me actually, when, when I first, about a year ago, uh, maybe longer than that, about 14, 15 months ago, I said, right, my goal is to train for the 10K here in Barcelona. I trained for it, I ran it, I finished it, I, I did it in less than an hour, which is what I wanted to do. Um, and I was like, great, I'm going to take a week off running now, which turned into two weeks, which turned into four <laughs> weeks, which turned into eight weeks, which turned into three months. And I was like, I ran that 10K three, four months ago, and I haven't run since, you know? And I was like, I started, I started so I achieved my goal, and then where, where do I go from there? It's like, so do you always have an idea of what your next goal might be? Well, as I, I'm always interested in challenges i'm always getting offers and things to do and mm -hmm. um example i was invited to go climb k2 this summer mm -hmm. um i thought there was a chance i could make it happen but that's one of the, the biggest problem about having a full-time job and responsibilities is um i can three weeks maybe three and a half is my my, my biggest stretch of my window sure. um I was fortunate that I was able to go away for three months when I did Everest in 95, but I haven't, I don't have that kind of time yet. Maybe when I'm not working, I mean, I'm 35 years at this place. I mean, this is my 35th year at Lakers tennis club. Um, but I was trying, it just, I couldn't make it work. So I, I'm, I'm going to push it back. Cause that, that, that's out there. I'd like to go there one, uh, in the next few years. Um, and then I'm always just just looking. I'm I'm more into the expeditions. I mean, doing doing something cool. Let's go back to Antarctica. Let's go, you know, climb something exciting. And and then I'm always climbing mountains in my backyard here because Eastern Sierras are amazing mountains. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's why you moved to where you moved to for the mountains. Pretty much. You know, I grew up in I grew up in LA. I went to high, and then I also um, was living in San Francisco Bay Area. And then mm -hmm. in 84, I moved to Reno because I wanted to be up in the mountains and I haven't budged since. I mean, it's a wonderful place. And the airport takes less than 10 minutes to go back and forth because of the community. And mm -hmm. I can fly anywhere in the world. I just I, I just pop down to L.A. and I can go anywhere in the world I want to go. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I've been doing this for, like I said, 35 years and uh, being up here. And it's it's been really, really good. And it, it's just, and Lake Tahoe is beautiful, one of the most beautiful places in the world. And that's, you know, 40 minute drive from here. Have you, have you got a role model? You know, I look up to anyone that has goals and works hard towards them. Like, mm -hmm. like, like, I'm not big on, I like, I love college football, but not football. But, you know, a guy like Tom Brady, he's, mm -hmm. you know, he's breaking all the rules for the New England Patriots here in the States. And, you know, and he's doing it by hard work diet training i mean uh, and so guy you know anyone that's not climbers that i'm familiar with that you know are still at it and i just uh anyone that sets a goal and work hard towards it and tr tries to be better that that excites me that motivates me um some guy i don't know him um but some guy just broke the world record for a 70 year old in the marathon he he i know he ran under three hours i can't remember it was 250 what but that that's that that's inspiring 
Sure. Like I said, I, I, if I meet the guy, first thing I'm going to say is guys like you, I can't quit. And, uh, you know, and, you know, it, those are the guys out there doing it, living their lives on their terms, having yeah. the courage to follow their passion. Mm -hmm. Those are the guys. Is there anything, what things do you, do you not like to do? Just in general in your life? Well, well, I, don't, be... I, 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 I don't do those things. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, just, just in general, whether it be, so, so, so even when you've got your, your most difficult training schedule, the, 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 there's not a time when you think, I really don't want to do this, I'm not up for it, or... You know, I've been, I've, been doing it, I've been doing it so long, I mean, there used to be, like, you know, you feel guilty, or, you know, you, if you miss, and I, I, first of all, I don't miss, and... It, or if something, or I'm sick, I still feel like I got to make it up the next, like, inst I got to run three, three I got to run three times next tomorrow or something. I mean, but I mean, no, nah, I, I, it, it doesn't even enter my mind. It's just like, like breathing for me right now because I've been doing it for so long. Um, but like, this has been hard for me. This year has been hard because I'm cutting back. Yeah. I'm running just, you know, like, like I said, once a day and I'm doing more and, and I'm just sort of taking it easy. So are you driving your wife, your, your wife mad? No, no, because <laughs> I'm working out really hard still. I mean, sure. when you like give you an example. I did a, a weight workout, upper body today, and I did three sets of 25 and increasing the weights. And, and you, you're, you're, you're really working hard to do that. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's, what, it's a good workout. Is, is that bench pressing? Or you, you, what, what, what were you bench pressing? Well, you know, I did five upper back exercises, three chest exercises, two shoulders, a bicep, a tricep. Uh, then, then on, on my on my on my on my core, I did uh, four sets of twenty-five on uh, on the obliques, and then the stomach, I did another four sets of twenty-five. So you know, it's just it's. It's a lot of repetition, and then I then then during the week I do do a, some heavy. I hit the bench press, and like like I, I bench press my weight like three times, like four times, three times, that kind of stuff. So so what kind of what kind of time are you, are you in the gym for then in the morning? Were you there for an hour, two hours? Two and a half. Two but and a half hours. You got to remember, the club doesn't open till till six o'clock. The first first person gets there at five thirty. I have a key. I just sure. go down and work out, and most time I'm by myself, which I enjoy. Sure. <laughs> no distractions. And did, did, but I've been reading. A, there's a lot of things that I've been reading as well. Um, there's a guy called. I've got my notes here actually. Okay. Um, I'll find his name in a, in a moment in my notes. Sure. But, um, who who was saying? You know, it's not necessary really to to work, to work. I think his name's Ben Greenfield. Who was saying, you know, you really don't need to be working out for two hours, you know, every day or even an hour every day. You can get all, all you need to get done in, you know, 15, 20 minutes to barter exercises and all of this kind of stuff. What, what do you say to that? Well, it depends on what your goals are. Sure. If you have goals similar to me, I'm not, only place, only time I'm going to see you is at the start line. Sure. I mean, you, 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 it just depends on what your goals are. I mean, your goals are, just to be a little bit fitter, that's fine. But if your goal is to r run run an age group record for a certain distance, then you're not you're gonna, gonna be, you're not gonna be able to do that. 
Sure, yeah. So, you, I mean, like you said earlier, you've got big goals. You've got this mindset that's that's very obvious. And so, where did that come from? That mindset. I mean, did was, was that something that you read when you were very young, or was it instilled to you by your family, or or how did you kind of get this this mindset together? Because of course. You've either got your mindset and you achieve great things, or you don't have that mindset and you perhaps don't achieve so much. Is it something you read, or, or is it just something within I, you? I think it's within me. It, oh, it's yeah. it's it's with. I mean, I've always been the type of person that I am. Um, mm -hmm. When I was younger, I I didn't. When it, it was like I was not focused so broadly. And like, I really didn't, I mean, besides going to Canada and Mexico, I really didn't start to travel until I was like 28. Mm -hmm. And, and then I haven't stopped. I mean, yeah. just boom, boom, boom. But, you know, I was more focused on, you know, you know, sort of doing what you're supposed to do, go to school, get good grades, get a job, get a wife, you know, and, and but then, then all of a sudden you sort of, you get out there. I mean, I tell the story. Um, I was, um, I graduated and I was, a, a, an auditor back in, in, and this is in 82 and, uh, there, they, in, in the States, they had like the big eight accounting firms. One of them was Arthur Young. And I got, I, I, that was my first job out of college in, in the San Francisco office and international. And I started you know, it's just started there and it was, it was good work. I mean, you work crazy hours and a lot of commuting in the Bay area and, you know, and there's a lot of pressure like, Oh, I, I, I was looking at getting a house that back in those days, interest here was like 18 some percent. And I looked at that as like a noose around my neck. Um, and if I tell the story that I, I was on, on BART, which is the rapid transit going into the city, I'm sitting there with my three piece suit, my watch, my, my, my briefcase, and just sort of thinking, this is not where I want to be in life. And I look up, I see the same suit, the same watch, the same briefcase, but the guy's like me now. <laughs> Some old guy. I mean, I was only 22. And I go, this is not for me. I, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta make changes. And so I, this is, I moved up to Reno without a job. And, uh, you know, and I just started building this life. And I mean, my, my, my family thought I was crazy. I mean, I, they, you know, they, I, I, I had big job opportunities and, you know, what are you doing? Are you having a mental, are you having a mental breakdown? Are you what? And I said, guys, just relax. I said, yeah, but they, 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 they didn't understand it. I mean, they're very thankful now and they're very, you know, wow. But yeah. Yeah, back then it was like, oh, what are you doing? And, but, you know, I, 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 I consciously remember back being 22 and just saying, this is not what I want to do. I mean, I don't want to buy that house, 18% interest. I won't have anything, money to do anything except pay for the house sure. and living expenses. And, uh, I mean, I've been in this house, the house I'm in right now, which is beautiful and perfect. Um, been in it 30 some years. It's been paid off 15 years. And, you know, it's just, it's a perfect life. But I made those things happen. It, it didn't sure. just happen. I made that decision a long time ago. And so my, my last question on here is, uh, do you have any regrets? I mean, of course, you've still got a long way to go, but have you got, is there anything that you regret that you haven't done so far? 
I have no regrets. I don't even know what a regret is. I don't know what, you know, I, I, I it's, you positively go forward. And I, I, I'm excited just to get different opportunities. I mean, like, like I really wanted to go to K2 this summer, but it's just, it didn't, it's not working out now, but it was fun because I reconnected with that world that I haven't been connected with in a while. And there was, I was accepted back. And, and so I think I can do it in a year or two down the road when it's right for me. Um, so, you know, there, there's just, you can't, you can't, you, you made the wrong decision if you have regrets is all I have to tell you. I, I don't have any regrets about anything. I, I learn, I mean, I make mistakes. I learn from them. Matter of fact, I learn more from losing than winning at any time. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I've been fortunate enough to win, win sometimes, quote, what you call winning, but yeah. it's when, when I, when I lose, I start really analyzing it and what can I do better? Yeah. And I start working on those things and I get excited. Sometimes you have a win and it's like, you say, well, you're not as focused as, as analyzing and, and trying, trying to do better. It seems to me, Fred, that there, there absolutely is a, a pattern to follow. Um, there's a system, there's a model to follow, isn't there? About having big goals and determination and drive uh, that determination to succeed without fear of failure. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm blessed with, with the physicality and the mindset and not everyone has most phys, you know, but you can definitely improve substantially, I believe. Mm -hmm. anyone can so the advice and the the lessons learned would be all about mindset about hard work having goals pursuit of those goals whether that's in health and fitness or your running or whether it's in relationships or, or your, your work whatever it may be life's all about having giving yourself challenges and going for them without fear I think I think that's the lesson I don't understand I mean when people tell me 25% of Americans have passports, that blows my mind. Sure. I mean, I mean, that's what I live for. I mean, it is, I don't, I see, I've never followed money. I could care less about money. Obviously you need money to do the things you need to do, but there's, I mean, there's so much out there to experience in life. And, and, and that's what it's all about is getting out there and, you know, meeting people and, and experiences and for me challenges i mean i'm I, like you said you know i got these crazy challenges and not everyone needs to run the fastest marathon or climb the highest mountain that that's but i do think you need to get out and experience the world and take care of yourself because that's the biggest problem if anything's going to bankrupt the world my country is you know health care because people just aren't taking care of themselves not taking responsibility so that was the podcast that I recorded with Fred Zalakar back in 2019. And a big thank you to Fred for that. What a fascinating guy to speak to. So I hope you all enjoyed it and learned a little something from it as well. So uh, here's to uh, the next podcast. See you again soon. Smashing 50, the health, fitness and personal development podcast for middle-aged men.